0: Welcome back to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French, and today is Sunday in the seventh week of Ordinary Time. It's almost Lent, but we have half a week to go before Ash Wednesday. And today we're reading from the Gospel of Matthew. We're continuing with the Sermon on the Mount. Let's begin. Jesus said to his disciples, "'You have learnt how it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for tooth. But I say this to you, offer the wicked man no resistance.' On the contrary, if anyone hits you on the right cheek, offer him the other as well. If a man takes you to law and would have your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone orders you to go one mile, go two miles with him. Give to anyone who asks, and if anyone wants to borrow, do not turn away. You have learnt how it was said, you must love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I say this to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In this way you will be sons of your Father in heaven, for he causes his son to rise on bad men as well as good, and his reign to fall on honest and dishonest men alike. For if you love those who love you, what right have you to claim any credit? Even the tax collectors do as much, do they not? And if you save your greetings for your brothers, are you doing anything exceptional? Even the pagans do as much, do they not? You must therefore be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect the gospel of the lord one of the most inspiring recent examples of christian love beyond all telling was that of Layla abdallah and her family who back in 2020 lost three of their children anthony angelina and sienna and their niece veronica when they were hit by a drunk driver in western sydney now you might remember instead of succumbing to anger, hatred and bitterness, the family chose to forgive the driver and instead to honour their children's memory by establishing a national day of forgiveness called I Forgive Day. Their unwavering faith in God's love helped them to overcome unimaginable pain and to share their message of hope with all the world. I think the most important thing about this story is to recognise that this forgiveness shown by Layla Abdullah and her family is not human but divine in origin. It's the kind of forgiveness which finds its source in God alone and flows through those who are intimately united to Him in love. That's the challenge of today's Gospel from Matthew. Jesus is teaching His disciples, He's teaching us by extension, what it means to live life in the Spirit, To live a life of grace which elevates us beyond mere conformity to what is required by law and ethics and philosophy and to strive further to positively imitate the perfect love of our Father in heaven. But what does that look like? Jesus explains. He begins by quoting the law of which we are all familiar. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. This is taken from Leviticus 24. It's the Old Testament standard of equivalent retribution. You hurt me. I hurt you back. This law in particular was intended to prevent escalating violence by ensuring legal punishments were proportionate to the crimes that were committed. However, Jesus challenges his disciples. He challenges us to do something which by normal human ethical and moral standards seems completely crazy, to offer no resistance, even in the face of evil. He calls us, like Layla Abdallah, to resist the temptation to seek retribution and instead respond with radical love, even in the face of violence and injustice. If someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one to him as well. Now, a slap on the right cheek suggests a backhanded slap from a right-handed person. In the Mishnah, that is the Jewish uh, collection of oral traditions, such a backhanded slap was regarded as far more insulting than a normal slap, and it involved double the penalty or fine than a normal one. So Jesus challenges his disciples to forego any financial compensation one would be entitled to and endure further insult by offering the other cheek. In doing so, Christians, followers of Jesus, demonstrate their love and willingness to forgive, even when insulted and humiliated. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand him your cloak as well. What's going on here? Well, in ancient Israel, if you were being sued, you could have your tunic taken for collateral if you had nothing else to offer. If you were poor, you would literally give the clothes off your back. But your cloak was off limits because it was essential for survival on cold winter nights. Yet if someone should sue for your tunic, Jesus astonishingly challenges his disciples to offer their opponent their outer cloak as well. By doing so, his disciples demonstrate the boundlessness of Christian love and generosity even in the face of wrongdoing. Should anyone press you to go into service for one mile, go with him for two. Now this refers to a soldier's right in ancient Israel under Roman rule to force a Jew to carry his equipment for up to one mile. Well, Jesus asks his disciples to be willing to carry their equipment for two miles, which would have stunned Jewish sensibilities at the time. By literally going the extra mile, his disciples demonstrate their willingness to go above and beyond what is expected of them by society, by the law, by philosophy, by ethics, and show kindness even to those who oppress them. Now, it's important to note in all of this, Jesus is not proposing a new legal system or a new, uh, a new system of ethical behaviour to be applied across all of society, Jesus is addressing us as individuals, as his disciples. He's talking about the transformation of each individual Christian heart, that each of us, by entering into a personal relationship with God and discovering his infinite love and mercy toward us, may also be transformed so as, so as to extend that divine love to our neighbour. Now, Jesus makes this clear when he articulates what is perhaps his hardest teaching in all of the gospel. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now, for his audience, this would immediately call to mind those Roman oppressors, those who occupied their land, who taxed them to the nines, who treated them with violence and injustice. I'm sure in all of our own lives, we can think of someone of whom loving seems near impossible, someone who might be counted as our enemy. Yet Jesus calls us to pray for them, even those who wish to do us harm. Finally, Jesus sums all of it up, the whole moral law of the New Testament, into one line. Be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. To follow Jesus is to learn to love with the perfect, unconditional love of God. This is the love that is not tainted by anger, resentment, greed or selfishness, but rather seeks the good in all things, even for one's enemies. Jesus thus calls us, his followers, to reflect the Father's perfect, committed, selfless, merciful love in all of our own lives, in all of our words, in all of our actions. Now, you might be hearing this and you might think to yourself, well, that is just pretty much near impossible. And you'd be right. Because this is not possible. This is beyond the capacity of our fallen human nature. But through the grace of the Holy Spirit received through faith, through relationship with Jesus in prayer, by receiving his grace and power in the sacraments regularly, it is possible. This perhaps is one of the biggest crises in our faith, that people have stopped believing that Jesus can transform our lives. Jesus calls us, to a heavenly way of life. And it is the witness of all the saints and people like Layla Abdullah that show us that through grace, this is indeed possible right here, right now in our own lives and in our own circumstances. Jesus can transform our hearts if we let him. And so I think there's two practical takeaways from this homily. Number one, choose to forgive. Yes, I said choose to forgive because Forgiveness is not an emotion. There are those in our lives who have hurt us or wronged us in some way. Sometimes it's a small thing. Sometimes it is massive. Our natural human response is to seek retribution or to hold on to that bitterness, which gives us some sense of power or or anger. Now, Jesus is calling us beyond that because to forgive is not merely an emotional response, but a deliberate act of the will. It is a choice that we make, we make, enabled by the divine grace of God. Now, the key to learning how to forgive others is to first experience the power of God's forgiveness in our own lives. And the sacrament of confession provides us with an opportunity. I encourage you to take that opportunity. And number two, go the extra mile. This means extending kindness, generosity, and compassion beyond the bounds of human or societal or philosophical or ethical expectation, even to those who we might consider our enemies. To embrace this challenging call requires of us to crucify our ego and a willingness to make sacrifices, even at the expense of our own comfort and convenience. This is only possible if our hearts are transformed by Christ. We have to let him. Now, none of this is easy. So let's pray now. Let's conclude uh, this homily. a prayer to the father so i just ask you now to close your eyes as i pray on our behalf heavenly father help us to choose forgiveness aided by the power of your spirit and son and to experience the liberating power of your forgiveness in our own lives help us to recognize your perfect selfless merciful love in all of our lives and in doing so to become witnesses of your love in the world We ask this in your holy name through the intercession of our blessed Mother Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help me spread the word and this Average Shepherd podcast, you can do so by sharing with your friends or anyone you think might benefit. Thank you, and God bless, and I'll see you in Lent.